What's up, Cracking Aces listeners? You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Can you hear me? Yeah. (laughs) All right. What's up? You're looking at it. No bonus. No no bonus. No equity. Sick. Yeah. (laughs) This could be it. You're you're me and you both. I. You're sick too. uh, Just of life. I'm I'm sitting in my new apartment that I hate. (laughs) Where is it? Hell's Kitchen. I see right by the office. Uh. I, I'm a bit north of the office, but pretty easy to get to. They, I don't think there's one good apartment in the city of New York. I believe that. I, I, I was very excited for this apartment because it faces the back and not the street. So like no street noise, no cars, no sirens, no people yelling. What they don't warn you about, Adam, birds. let me me tell you (laughs) so wait you're facing the river i'm facing there's i'm like facing the back there's a courtyard between my building and another building and there's trees between the buildings and all i hear is birds from five o'clock in the morning until five o'clock at night and I feel like I'm in a Saw movie. It's, or I feel like I'm in the Black Mirror episode with John Hamm when it just plays over and over again, that same song for forever. It's yeah. just Bert, Jake, my new apartment, just bur- birds nonstop because I, fa- I, I was so excited because I faced the back, so no street noise. They don't tell you about birds. It's just the crack of dawn until sunset, just nonstop birds. Mm, yeah there's always something there I, there's, always there's something no good apartment that, that you end up hearing about i'm convinced there's zero good places to live in this in- entire city i'm convinced of it like my old apartment was perfect but it was next to a meth head this apartment should be great and it's just i have i've just flocks of birds outside my window i'm gonna get a scarecrow i don't know what to do i, I it's just uh, to get, keep... a, uh, um, get a bb gun I, there's an episode of friends with uh smitty's best friend where he is dating phoebe 
he's a cop and he takes out his gun and he shoots the bird outside Phoebe's apartment. And I get it now. I, I might have to send him an email. I'll be like, I get it. You're not sending him an email. You're not sending him anything. No, I don't think I'm allowed to by wall. <laughs> Uh, my my grandfather to keep birds and and predators out of his garden eating his crops tried to scarecrow didn't work so then he uh, upgraded to uh, coyote urine just pour it around the perimeter yeah it didn't work here they just got a gun what animal eats birds I don't Foxes? know my my grandfather was an alcoholic <laughs> foxes probably eat birds a fox yeah foxes can't fly Jake. Well, it doesn't hunt it out of the out of the sky. The bird, I mean, birds probably eat birds. <laughs> there are predators that eat birds for sure. Yeah, don't fish eat other fish. The marlins and the trout, probably. Social network when Eduardo's feeding his chicken pieces of chicken. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, speaking of of apex predators, yeah, is is Ben Mintz holding those poor pen? VIPs hostage on a balcony in, in New Orleans right now. Did you see that video? Mincy hasn't taken a day off. He was he was taking tweets of the Mardi Gras floats. What do you mean? <laughs> These poor Ben people. I haven't seen it now. <laughs> or a score of VIP people. They're just like Oh standing. yeah, they're at gunpoint. <laughs> Mincy's going off. Ah, no place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. We got VIP. Oh yeah. <laughs> He he's really milking that shirt too. He wore that shirt and people laughed once. He's re- really milking it. Hey, kings, kings can stay kings and wear whatever they want. Tag Jake, him. Tag him so, speaking of apex predators, Phil Helmuth blocked cracking aces on Twitter. <laughs> I respect that. You talk shit at him. Yeah, what, kill him. what do you expect? He's our goat. Yeah, he'll unblock you. So. Just real quick, we'll talk about poker real quick. Huge weekend of poker between the million dollar no gamble, no future stream that had the biggest US televised cash pot ever to Patrick Antonius. That looked like a hand that went down between the uh two members of the, the basement poker tour in uh two thousand four. <laughs> Dude, person had a flush draw. <laughs> it's hard to get a flush draw in poker. I'm I stand with him. Dude, fucking Antonius. When that happened, I, I was I was streaming the circuit event. And somebody was like, "Wait, would would you <clears throat> play heads up against Antonius?" And I'm like, "There's nothing I could beat Patrick Antonius at." When you're no. talking about looks, I, I, yeah. when you're talking about poker, you're talking about life. When I <clears throat> fought rough and rowdy, Brandon Adams reached out and said that Patrick Antonius would fight me next. <laughs> it was an Just instant no. Hey, we, we, we were out to dinner we were talking in Vegas, but like he said, Antonius would want to get in rough around if I wanted to fight him. That's an instant no. Are you kidding me? Dude, you he think would... I could beat Tedders? Antonius said anything, let alone the ring? You would have to go like full Rocky against, uh, what's his name, Ivan Drago, and like train in the snow in the woods because you know he's just like, yeah. he just has like top of the line trainer. Genetics, nutrition reg- regiment, <laughs> genetics, he skill, ability, in talent. twenty years, he <laughs> looks better now than he looked twenty years ago playing like poker after dark. <clears throat> he looks amazing. And speaking of Antonius, twenty years ago during break this year at the World Series of Poker, I'm in the lobby, and you know how they have old highlights of stuff running twenty four seven. Oh, so I'm just looking at Patrick Antonius in 2011 gets eliminated from the table. Who's to his left? 
10 minutes. <laughs> it's like, what are the, what are the odds? What are the 10 odds? minutes is poker's Forrest Gump. He, he's yeah. always there. He is. He is. Like, they call it the moneymaker effect. I'm not convinced Ben Mintz didn't have a hand in that. Like, if Mintz lost <laughs> the satellite that allowed moneymaker to get into that main event, it wouldn't shock me. Mintz is just always around. Scope of poker. Yeah, I mean, Antonius is just—he's just a legend. Yeah, Robel, biggest Robel winner. too. Yeah, yeah, I actually had a actually had kind of an interesting discussion with with some friends. Um, that act that in hindsight now it doesn't you know maybe we we're just being a little results oriented um, at the time because the the final day hadn't been played yet. But I, I was saying how like. You know, uh, Marcus Gonzalez was the was he was uh, you know the first alternate in or whatever it was to to get into the game. Yeah, and uh, he was getting his ass kicked for for most of it. Um, and I I was just saying that I th- I think if you were to like isolate that lineup it and put like a decent pro in, they would they would do quite well. But when you when you like magnify the stakes to as high as they they were they were playing i actually think that unless you put somebody in there who is really really sharp it's going to be really hard to to do well um under that format and like play really well because as we've seen like those guys don't give a fuck like like a, a couple of them are really good a few of them are really good and then like the guys you would consider to not be that good still aren't awful and they aren't afraid to put a lot of money in the pot both ways whether they're bluff catching or bluffing rick solomon would have been awesome in this game yeah yeah for sure rick solomon would have been happy to play a two million chip pot at at the first blind level you know like he that i rick solomon give give me give me the phil helmus and dan harrington's oh like i don't i don't know uh marcus personally um but i do have some mutual friends with him and He's like a he's done really really well in a lot of these private games and made like a good name for himself, um, but I think still and I, I have no idea what his like day. I, from my understanding, there's like a maybe like a one hundred two hundred game that is his regular game, but that's way different. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Is like that's obviously like that's obviously like high stakes still, but it's not this and it's not like under the lights, you know. Yeah, where every yeah. every move is being you know is being magnified and and you have to kind of try to perform um it's interesting like negranu doesn't play these games ever like i don't know if he's just like i'm happy with my current status because he plays them sometimes not not million dollar not, not that often. Games. <laughs> i mean he was in he was in one or he was in a few poker i don't know if it was poker after darks or or high the new high stakes poker were they they were playing 200 400 800 okay um, so it got that big yeah yeah um cuz this was the equivalent of like a 500,000 1k 2k ish game by the end uh, of it oh yeah i mean it ended at 1k 2k 4k yeah um and then it was actually awesome. I, I i i was cheering for i was cheering i found myself cheering for the guys that were that were stuck i i, I don't know why and uh i was rooting for marcus and then he was just getting he just like not that he was playing bad but it was just like clearly it was affecting him how he was just like yeah. kind of like every move that he was trying to make was just not working out um can i give you a take it wasn't sure. that 
interesting of a game. It it had its spots that you could isolate, but overall, well, it. I think um, I think that that with that format, we got pretty unlucky that there was a runaway winner in Robel. It was never even close. So when Robel had such a big lead, you know, he's just he he's he's wasn't an empty seat by any means, but he was he had to play pretty tight and should have played pretty tight because uh, the six hundred k side. Yeah, there. he just he just had it locked up. Um, yeah. And I think that if if that format takes off uh, and they do it again, I think generally we'll see some pretty fun fireworks towards towards the end. And, and that's why person's queen nine of hearts bluff isn't it's not like a 78 yard bomb. It's more of just like a, you know, a standard no, 40 yard punt because it's, it, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's bad, but it makes sense when it's like, he's like, well, if I'm going to catch up in this game, this is it. Yeah. But, but it was a 2 million chip pot. So he wasn't even that far behind. Well, one mil each. Right. So and like, if he, if, 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 he was, like if he started, if he started with a, a million or so, yeah, that means, he, that means he was about even. But Robo had like one point eight. Did he at the time? Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. think Actually, he did. It. Yeah, I don't you're think right. he had that yet because. Okay, Patrick, so it's a pretty big punt. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, like it is possible for that for you. Just like when if you only have five hundred k left, and it's like all right, like you don't want to play bad, you don't want to make like epic mistakes, but like you do need to kind of gamble it up. Yeah, to, to give yourself a chance. And like, I think are you, if they, are you playing that game to, if you have 600K in front of you, are you playing that game to like try to break even? Or are you playing it to like, all right, I came here. I'm going to, I'm going to do, do what as good of a job as I can to. And that's why Rick Solomon would have, have been awesome money. We They needed one more guy like him. Yeah. Uh, Helmuth, real quick, why he has us blocked. So, Helmuth's huge thing is he got so much shit for buying in like 10 big blinds deep and televised. <laughs> games stream games that he's like no more i i will buy him for three hundred thousand of my own money every stream moving forward it lasted two streams he lost over 100k each stream and then he said never mind if i if i don't want to buy in deep i won't if i want to sell action or get staked i will which is like great like he knows his limitations he knows where he's at perfect so i quote tweeted it or uh the intern who runs cracking aces quote tweeted it and said that's our goat like only willing to light other people's money on fire for now on, which is a great, it's a very funny tweet. tweet. It's a very yeah. funny tweet, but it yeah. is smart ass. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, oh, get, he, he, how many responses does he get like that from, from any? Well, here's my point. Account? So he blocked cracking aces, Matt Salzberg. Is that his name? Matt Salzberg. Yeah. M Salzberg, uh, creator of weeds on Showtime, HBO Showtime. Uh, he, he replied the exact same thing like three minutes later, didn't get blocked. So I think we're now an anti Phil Helmuth podcast. Oh, I really got to change my stance. Yeah, you got to uh, update hey, your bio, you, Jay. You too. I mean, I, I will always be pro Phil. Of course I'm pro Phil. That's my yeah. goat. I should text him. Just kidding. Not going to do that. But that's why we're blocked. It's, it's a sad day. Uh, every, if you've listened to the show since day one, you've known that I'm Phil's number one fan. Like, I always have his back. Always. Me and Smitty saw him on the elevator at uh where were we? The we're the Nobu Hotel yeah, going he to bought, the Smitty, influencer he, event. He bought Smitty like a couple beers and is Smitty's. And then Venmo guy. requested him. 
his best friend. No, that's that's like we were. <laughs> we, were this shit. we did we did an interview with. I mean, this is back before like. <clears throat> Obviously, before cracking ace, we didn't. This was our. That, that was, was our first WSOP. Yeah, that was like awesome. You couldn't hear that, anything. Of that course, was but that the was Rocket was Rockets. Awesome. Yeah, no. no, that was even before Park Rocket Rockets. Oh, Jake, <laughs> come on. And then we went out with uh, already having a bad day. And then we went out with them like across the street from O'Shea, some dive bar, and we're just like, like shooting the shit, watching baseball, and we're playing like rock paper scissors for like twenty bucks. This is right after he cashed like sixth place for like. Three hundred thousand dollars in a tournament, and like he, he he tracked me down to pay him like the twenty five dollars I owed him for beers. <laughs> Which is hey, it's a like, bet's a bet. Hey, it's fun. That's, it's you know fun. what? But you he was great. That. He was great to hang out with. It was love awesome. That. I he, love that. He, that was six years ago or whatever. He's mm-hmm. changed a little, a lot since then. Like he's still like Phil, like name dropping douchebag, but he's he's. Still, like, just so sensitive, but he tries to not be the sensitive guy, but he, like, is, and he's just, it's part of my character, but it's not. He's just, <clears throat> figure, I, I've said it before, he needs a manager just to, like, make a game plan with him. We we saw him on the elevator. We were coming out of the elevator. He was coming in, and the only thing I remember is him going down uh, as the elevators are closing, saying, oh, that's why they call me, uh, they will call me the goat for nothing. He said something like that. He's he like, I got something. people to see, places to go. Yeah. Like, Phil, it's six o'clock. You have nowhere to go. <laughs> like, you don't have to be cool. Like, it's just like, be normal, dude, for two seconds. <laughs> He's great, though. I love him. Like, I, I've come fully around on Alan Kessler. We're now a pro Alan Kessler podcast. His Twitter is the funniest goddamn thing in the world. And I, we don't have to get into it. Prahlad Friedman, who's just an OG legend of poker, is completely off the rails, and I cannot get enough of it. Be like, hey, what is the sky blue? He'd be like, yeah, sy- sy- systemic racism makes the sky blue. He's just, he's completely- yeah, He's like, well, I don't, I don't buy. I think it's staged, and here's why. <laughs> well, he thinks the $2 million pot is, uh, is scripted, which I love. I think Moneymaker was a plant. I think that whole thing was scripted. It makes too much sense. <laughs> Makes so sense. I'm with Prolot on a lot of this. Uh, Stu Unger's glasses were definitely X-ray. X-ray that glasses? I actually believe. I believe it. What's <laughs> your biggest uh, conspiracy, there? Jake? I like a like, good conspiracy. I think Moneymaker was like the fix was in. It like kind of like how the moon landing was fake. I think Moneymaker was fake. What's your biggest conspiracy? Are you asking me? Yeah. I don't know. I'll get back to you. I haven't thought about it enough. Nine eleven. Rampage's birthday. All uh, adds up. Sure does. Uh, before we have on our friend from the taxes, I don't even know, Smitty. What is it? He's a tax man. He's we, a se- we're, <coughs> we're, we're, we have okay. So we're having on. I should have said this at the beginning. You didn't even maybe tell me. It. Maybe I'll edit this and put it at the beginning. Yeah, we didn't tell you anything. Um, we were having a gambling slash poker tax attorney cpa something we'll ask him what what the fuck fox? and he's going to teach us how to do poker taxes russ fox no it's 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 russ gary. hamilton <laughs> oh baby no it's uh gary conler him and his father have a cpa <clears throat> excuse me big stories big poker people him and his father have a, own a cpa uh that has like a booth in the world series of poker and uh i was shooting the shit with them a couple weeks ago and there there are just a lot of things that people don't know about like what to do if you win poker 
or like how you can or, or what you have to do to, to avoid getting like Jersey Jerried or <laughs> he's like now uh, he won a lot of money on rough and rowdy and uh, is upset that you have to pay taxes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's what I happens. Mean, taxation is theft. I I fully agree with that. <laughs> so he's got he's got a couple of good stories and it's a, it's a good thing to know, especially like if you're starting out like what exactly you need to do because different states have different laws specifically in like pennsylvania they try to fuck you like you cannot claim gambling losses in pennsylvania like just learn that (laughs) well well i mean you can't right but a professional gambler can exactly yeah exactly but that's something like you need to know yeah oh yeah yeah i mean big time yeah if you're not like for me i claim i file as a professional gambler so it's but it's tricky if you're not if you're if you you know play poker for fun or part time and and aren't filing as a professional gambler and you win a lot of money it's uh yeah they'll get you so that'll yeah. be yeah they'll be interesting to talk to him uh do you want to go over your hands smitty or do you want to do that after wait no, smitty, yeah do you have to invite him or what <clears throat> i i sent him i just email him the link i'll okay. tell him to pop in but um world series i, I finished third in uh a circuit event on Friday uh, lost. It was a turbo tournament. All three of us had uh, about 10 blinds each. Small blind, king eight off suit, shoves. I call it ace queen suited, lose. Okay, it's whatever. And then uh, I played in the circuit event number three and uh, I, I lose uh, queens uh, to sixes to the same fucking guy. Really? The next the day? Same guy. That was the same guy. <laughs> same guy. Uh, brutal. <laughs> What's up? Hey guys, I'm, I'm, this is Ray Conler. I'm here. Listen up. We've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, We spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Hey, Ray, how are you doing? Today? Uh, a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on? What's going on? Uh, well, tax season has started in earnest. The first couple of weeks of February, we get bombarded. So all, all good stuff, all good stuff. So, but we appreciate the time to talk to you guys. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you started out in, uh, AC dealing with, uh, <laughs> deal with a lot there. I can only, well, no, you know, my, my practice, I started my practice in Jersey about 30 years ago mm-hmm. and it really wasn't much into gambling. Um, even though it was close to Atlantic city, there was some dribbles of it. Um, then I bought the practice here in 2008, and that's when it exploded. Um, and we really didn't start out. We really didn't start out as a gambling, you know, expertise type of thing. We were more we audit casinos and things like that, and do a lot of texturings. But the gambling really just took off. You know, probably about seven eight years ago, and we started to go. You know, dealt with the World Series of Poker brand, um, and started going down there. 
um, and you know, meeting a lot of people and stuff. But how how it came about, you know, how it came about is that you know we were doing a lot of returns. You know, Garrett, you know, my son Gary and I were playing in some events, um, and we would go down there. And the first instance where we had a friend of ours made a final table of a a daily of the one of those two hundred and fifty satellite tournaments. Yep. And it became like um, when he became the final table, you know, it's big money in those tournaments. You know, there's a lot of players uh, for the 250 buy-in. And there's a lot of issues that came out about people making deals um, because there was a lot of different issues because like people from foreign countries, if they made the final table and they won over $5,000, they take 30% off the top <laughs> and they have to file for, ITIN numbers, and they can file for their refund, but it's a complicated process, but we do it, okay? So it became, it was our friend, we're like, well, maybe you want to take, you might want to take more, they might give you more money in the deal because they don't want to pay the tax on the 30, on the 30% if it was under five grand. So that's how we started to get into this, that there were a lot of different factors when you cash in an event. Yeah, um, it, it makes sense because one, taxes are complicated enough as it is. Like yes. I the fact that whatever, taxation's theft. Uh and so then two, like I'm an amateur poker player so, mm-hmm. and I have a full-time job, but then I have all these like gambling and poker losses on the side. But let's sure. say one day I actually get lucky and win something, it's like there because I'm an amateur, I can't file as a professional, so I can't write those losses off the win. But mm-hmm. there's also they tell you like to keep your buy-in receipts. I don't know. So like most of people listening are amateurs yep. in my exact situation. So like, yep. what's the first thing we should know about wins and losses in poker? Well, well, what you said is some half true and half not true. Okay, so when you when you win, okay. You can file any time as a professional or an amateur. Let's go. Let's go to the amateur. Easy. That's the easy one. Okay. So if you're an amateur, you can always, always write off your losses against winnings. Hmm. Always. It gets complicated sometimes with states involved, but we can get. We can talk about that in a second. Yeah, like okay. Pennsylvania. Thank you very Pennsylvania, much. Pennsylvania, right? You know, they have issues with gambling. Okay, and losses, and you know, Connecticut and. All these other you know states the same thing, so if you're an if you're an amateur in those states that we just talked about, you can always file your losses against it. You would file other income. You would show all your W two Gs and whatever you want, and take all your losses as an itemized deduction on Schedule A. Okay, always entitled to take your losses. You can't take more losses than winnings, but the the worst they could show is zero. So if you won fifty k and you have fifty k of buy-ins, you can zero it out. Okay, so what changed in the last two years, though, is that they made the standard deduction on your regular 1042 so high that sometimes your losses get lost in the standard deduction. So there's an issue right there. Okay, but go back. You can always take your losses. So in the states, so what's what's tough? So amateur is amateur. You always take your losses. You file your winnings. You file your losses. No expenses, just your losses. Okay. If you qualify as a professional, then you can also take your losses against your winnings, like the amateur can. But you can also write off expenses such as travel, meals, cell phone, you know, software expense, teaching expense, CPA fees, items like that. 
Okay. So you get the extra benefit as a pro. What if you're both, like, what if you have a full-time job, but you also, like, we took questions on Instagram and this guy is like, I make money playing poker, but I have a full-time job also. So how, how do I decide if I file as a professional or? If you look at the law, the the actual law says it is found as a professional has nothing to do with income, has everything with time expended. So if you spend more time playing than working, you could qualify as a professional. Is that is that the threshold? It has to be more time playing yes. poker or gambling Correct. than working. Okay. Right. But also gambling. If you follow as a pro, it's not only just playing, it could be researching, um, you know, reading, talking to other, you know, so a lot of can go into that. And how a- I mean, uh, how would you if 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 the IRS gave you a hard time about that, how would you go about proving that? That I spent more time playing than working. You would just explain it that way. That's how I would explain it. Hmm. Okay. How, and how and how would you go about if you uh, <laughs> decide to uh, do that and uh, hide it from your actual employer? Um, well, the employer really can't know whatever things. They re- your employer can't ask you for your tax return. All right, problem solved. <laughs> so that takes care. Of it. So, but in the, but you also have to outweigh it too because remember. It, an amateur goes on Schedule A and other ink. Once you file as a professional, you now file on a Schedule C. So if you have profits in that Schedule C, you have to pay regular tax on it plus 15.3% Social Security tax. So even though you can write off more expenses, so in most cases, the amateur will not file as a pro if he doesn't travel a lot mm-hmm. and have a lot of expenses. Okay. But we have... Because remember, I told you about the standard deduction is so high now that people say, if you won, if you won $15,000 and you had a $100,000 job, okay, and you filed single, you're going to pay tax on that $15,000. You know why? Because your standard deduction is $20,000. So it's lost in that standard deduction. So if you can qualify as a professional, you can file a Schedule C, show the $15,000, Show the fifteen thousand loss and zero it out, and still get the standard deduction. So, what about, what about our standard like weekend warrior who goes down to the casino, plays one three, makes three hundred dollars here, two hundred dollars there. Yeah. End of the year, they've made twelve thousand dollars playing poker, two hundred mm-hmm. five hundred dollars at a time. Yes, you can just kind of keep that on the DL, right? You don't have to. Tell if you look at the, if you look at the Irish rules, you're supposed to declare your income from all sources. Okay. Yes, there are no records of those. Okay. And if he doesn't deposit in the bank account, right, there is really no records. But the official rules are we always tell people show the gross and show the expenses against it. Okay. Does that happen? You know, probably the one, three, three person going down a weekend is probably not recording that. Okay. So when we do tax returns, we actually have to look at it from an amateur standpoint and versus a pro status because of. You might not have a lot of deductions, but if you look, you get lost in the standard deduction, you want to file as a pro. And let's go back to those states. Okay. So in Connecticut, they don't allow any losses. Correct. The only way to get your losses is to file as a professional. So in most of the, most of those states, that's one of the requirements to get those losses, unless you're going to get killed, you know, in those states. I have a, I have a question uh, yeah. more about filing as a professional. Why why is it that you can't roll your losses forward? Makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been trying to fight this. I actually trying to get a case through to the tax to the U.S. tax court, 
because that's the one rule makes no sense. If you're a professional and this is what you do, for example, you open up a you open up an ice cream store, you sell tutti frutti ice cream, okay? You buy hundred thousand worth of stuff, nobody comes, and you follow Schedule C as you know that's your business. You can write off that hundred thousand, and whatever you don't use in that year, you could carry forward. As right. a professional gambler, you can't. There's a stigma against professional gamblers for some reason because you win the main event for ten million dollars. The next the next year you go play every high roller and lose eight million, you can't write off the loss. That does make zero sense to me. And we try yeah, I think I game. think that really hurts um like especially live tournament players, no doubt. Professionals, because sure. the swings from year to year are just the game is so swing, you know, the variance is so high. Yeah. But there's a stigma against gambling in this country in, in regards to tax returns. But if it's your business and that's you and that's the only thing you do, I think it's discriminatory against gamblers. I don't like it. Uh right now I'm still trying to fight it, but yeah, dude, that, they're that gonna seems legitimize like it as a business. Why can't you take it? That seems like something that that could potentially change as gambling, you know, is kind of brought more to the mainstream. Yeah, and I you know, but the IRS could look at the how much money they would lose because how would they you know if you're that if you're doing sports betting or whatever, unless you have perfect records, I mean, you can always show losses. So, you know, they could lose right. a ton of money on it. I think that'll take some time. But I, I agree with you. As sports betting becomes more mainstream in the country legally, I think they got to look at that. Well, uh, I was talking to Gary. Uh, what was the example from Connecticut? Somebody won uh, $900,000 or something and still owed like almost up to that amount or like a big percentage? Well, if he won, well, if they might owe, they would have owed. If in Connecticut, they follow as an amateur, they can't take, <laughs> if they won 900000 they got to pay gross state tax on the 900000 Yeah. But that we didn't want to do, they qualified as a professional. So we got rid of most of that tax, but. Got it. You know, but it's, you so, know, it goes back. It goes back to like you know somebody who's retired and just plays slots. Mm. You know, plays slots every day. I, I have a couple of people who have thousands and thousands of W two Gs. So what about people like um, I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania, so I'm in a legal poker state. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but Nate plays on ACR. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> could you win a, a big? Big score on ACR. So in 2008, I won $70,000 on, on Poker Stars okay. in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and my I went to my dad and, and we decided to do the right thing, be good old American boys and sure. uh, claim those those taxes, which was like, you know, $25,000. <clears> Did I have to do that since it was offshore? And yeah. does it, like Nate have to do that now on yeah, ACR? We have- Two questions and DMs on Instagram. Like I play on Poker Bros. I play on whatever, like these apps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes back to if you feel like doing the right, like you're supposed to report everything to IRS. Sure. But because the, as far as I understand, you know, you can take that 15K, throw it in your bank account. If you get audited, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, you have to, you have to answer. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, most I think, people. You know, I think that's, that's where the the big issue would be in that example is yeah you can like you know if if you if you win fifteen thousand dollars through an app and they're sending you paypal venmo zelle sure. whatever sure. um y- yeah you're probably okay to not file it unless you're getting audited and then that's when you right really and then when you these new paypal rules maybe go into play who knows what they're going to issue but but in theory you know from a cpa standpoint you can never go to jail for not paying your taxes Never. You can always go. You can always go to jail for not reporting your income. 
Okay. You can't go to jail for not paying taxes. Right. right. They'll they'll get payment plans with you. Correct. Right. They'll get payment plans right. with you or whatever. You but they can put you in jail for not reporting underreporting income. Hmm. So I'm always to tell my clients report the income, even if the site's illegal, offshore, wherever. My 100% CPA answer is always reported. Do people report I mean, it in most cases? No. Now, they could put, what, if they what put if Wesley Snipes down, away for taxes, they could put away anybody. What, yeah, what I mean, that's one of the things. Yeah, they made yeah, an example out of him. But, on right. these illegal sites, can I can I print, print something off from these uh, non-regulated sites and be like, hey, IRS, like I'm down 15K? In case if you, I mean, if you wanted in an audit that you lost off an off-site and take it as a loss, sure, it's a loss. Okay, cool. We don't actually don't put we don't actually put on tax return schedule C if you're a professional. We don't put a professional poker player. Let's go back to the other question. We actually put a professional gambler. So we could take other gambling losses, baccarat, like, slots, you know, sports betting, things like that. So we kind of because it's all lumped into one. Because if I just put poker, they don't want to be poker losses. So we show them as a professional gambler. So so if you guys are representing a bunch of of either gamblers themselves or people in the gambling industry, have you noticed like an increase in in um like cryptocurrency tax yeah. stuff oh yeah like incredibly amount yeah yeah almost You're i would say if it. i had to guess um all the tax returns we did last two years with poker had i'd say probably 70 percent had crypto yeah and, and then and are the uh i mean from my understanding is that the the irs is slowly starting to catch up on rules and regulations for yeah for i mean yeah i think they're about a year or two behind still in training the agents on crypto um because me as a cpa getting records of people asking what their crypto profits are and loss are impossible to get right i mean i, yeah. I, I have some people have perfect spreadsheets and if you gave that to an irs agent they would go what the heck is that yeah you know? and that's so, probably not even including i mean like there are you know, it's such, it's such so much like the Wild West that there are yes. platform sites that transfers and different uh, companies. I, and I can't even I can't even comprehend like the number of transactions that I did right. just last year alone. Right. So if I asked you to do your tax return, I would tell you if you don't have perfect records at this point, estimate what you think you made. Yeah. And let them have a problem with it if they ever audit because. I, right now, I don't think they even know. I know I know they know it's a big number out there in tax they could get. But right, it's not regulated like a you know sale of stock, which you know. Right. I guess I guess like um, the some of the more mainstream platforms, and especially in the U.S., are pretty cut like they're connected with the IRS. Like I know Coinbase. Coinbase. Like Coinbase will give you a perfect tax report. It will show right. you short term and long term gains, which is great. But that's really the only one I've ever. Um, and then there are some places we know that you can download. I think Bitcoin tax them. You can download your spreadsheets into their software. Mm -hmm. And they could come up with profits and loss, but right. I haven't seen other than Coinbase. That's only really ten ninety nine. Now, if I've received, if you just buy, you know, I, I buy Bitcoin. I've never sold it. Just buy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to report it until you sell, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a. I think I checked the box for twenty, but on your tax return, I think the box for twenty one. You also have to check a box that you bought it. I don't think in twenty two that box is still. I think it's only if you sell it now. But any no any sales. Are not considered any income. Only when you sell them. And so you can, I, and you can still wash trade crypto, right? Yes, it's considered right. Can, yeah, they kind of put lump that in as like a like a stock. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so I got a, a question about uh, deal making and staking. Say I win the World Series of Poker main event, but when uh, you do, it. okay, yeah, when, when, when do, I do, yes. which will be not this yeah. year, but next year. Congrats! Uh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm winning. Uh, I, I have I have about um, says, let's just say fifty percent of people backing me, uh, yeah. and it's all handshake deals. Yeah. Um, say I win ten million dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm claiming that money, and the rest is handshake deals. Like obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not giving everybody five million dollars what percentage should i go back and say to them like hey i need to hold this for taxes okay so you're you're okay or does that not happen jake well yeah you're going to get a w2 any any term you're going to get a w2g for 10 million dollars okay you do not pay tax on the 10 million you only pay tax on your profit so if i was 50 percent backer for you okay Mm -hmm. you would send me a 10 you would send me the half the 10 million the five and then you would send me a 1099 from you to me to get the income off of your return onto my return. That's if you, exactly, that's so so you don't want, if you have a handshake deal and you don't want them and they don't want to report it, that's totally different. But if you get okay. audited and you don't show, you're going to have to pay tax on the whole 10 million. You won't have a receipt. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, so any, uh, anybody, we get these all the time. Anybody wins major tournament, all my big players, you know, they have all stakers. So they go through all their wins for the year and whoever gets whatever percentage, they send them 1099s at the end of the year to get the prop, the income tax from them to them, to the other people. That's how you get rid of the income off of you. And then if you ever get audited, you would say, hey, I gave Ray Conler $5 million. Here's his 1099. I'm not responsible for his taxes. Gotcha. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. I would, I would, yeah, uh, so you I would. Wouldn't, just... You wouldn't withhold the tax. You would just file the 1099 to get it off your return. Gotcha. I would just say two things is in 2015, when I went deep in the main, I swapped out, I think 25% yeah. and, you know, one to 3% pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what I did is exactly. 1099 to everybody. I mean, it's a pain in the ass. It's really annoying, but it is. I mean, in theory, you know, the, the perfect answer is anybody who backs you get them assigned a W9 form showing their address, social security number. Um, and then yeah, the 10-9s, you know, we, we do them. We do a lot of them. It's not a really big deal. But sometimes after the year is over, when you know you got to give them a 10 9, all of a sudden they don't, you know, you can't, right, right. You can't get in touch with them to get the yeah, info. Wait, so and then you have to send you a paper you, you copy? in the bag in an audit. Uh-huh. Unless you, you showed a, paper copy, you know, like you showed a wire, you know. If you showed a wire to, maybe that would probably work or, you know, things like that. Is there a way... Let's say Smitty, back to him winning the main event, not this year, but next year, he Correct. sells 50% to one person. Yeah. Can that person just hand him or send him, wire him, whatever, a wad of cash instead of filling out the tax and going through that way? Well, I mean, he's, he's going to give him $5 million cash? Yeah. No, he's, yeah. Saying, he's saying the person who receives the $5 million, yeah. basically then, instead of doing a 1099 give Smitty a million dollars or something for what his tax liability would be. That, 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 that could be done too. Also. Yeah. yeah I, the only other thing I wanted to say was it's in, you know, if there are people who are listening who regularly swap pieces of themselves with friends and, you know, other players, it's, it is pretty important to, you know, anybody that you're swapping with uh, unless it's, you know, a, a small tournament, but if, if, if it's a bigger tournament, it's important to, clarify with the people you're swapping with uh you know no 1099 or no, or no tax liability you know if it's ten thousand or less or 50 whatever the number is you set sure. a number i do that with with friends all the time where it's like okay right. we're playing this 5k at borgata and 
we're not going to we're not going to 1099 each other unless your piece is worth 10,000 or more. So it's something like that. Exactly. Um, and if you want to, yeah, if you, if you don't do the 109, you'll be on the hook for the tax. So if you go back to the original question, you know, what's tax rate should you really withhold based on what your regular income is? So anywhere from 10 to 35% would be the tax, you know, the tax on that amount okay. that you would be paying tax on. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it, you know, we, we try to, we do a lot of this stuff. So we know, you know, how to, how to structure that, but yeah, you always, my job for my players is already to protect them, you know, pay the least amount of tax you can. Um, and in case of audit, here's what, you know, here's what you would need. And then, you know, go, go back pro amateur in terms of receipts. Right. I mean, theoretically in, in audit, IRS would want to see, you know, buy-in receipts, um, for the one, three player playing cash games, they want, if you ever get audited, they want to see a log book of your activity for the year, which would also go back to proving you're a professional. Like if you say, I went, you know, I, if you buy your hours, you would keep a track in the log book of how long you play, but receipts are important. I mean, in any audit, we've noticed not a lot, you know, we have good luck. We haven't had a lot of our players audited. Um, but and one or two that I went to on a referral from other people, as long as you have perfect log books of all your expenses that you don't need to do when you prepare a tax return. If I did your tax return this year, you would just tell me wins and losses. Okay. Um, and then if you ever get audited, we can go, you can actually go back and recreate the log book. So that's how Uh-oh. you answer <clears throat> all that. Yeah. Okay. That, you always go back and recreate it. Okay. But most people, most people, I, people, you know, I guys have little notebooks everywhere they go. They say, I went to Borgata. I played February 21st. I bought in for a hundred. I lost a hundred. And he has a book that says that day he lost a hundred, but that's really what 5% of my clients. And they they have some decent software. I, I, I think I'm not too familiar with the specifics of it that uh, track yeah. wins and wins and losses. Yeah. There are app, there are apps for sure for, the, for that, yeah. which should be yeah. so, You know, so I said, I, you know, that's where you go back to your question, you know, those years you peak perfect records and you show a pro, you know, you show profits even with perfect. And then next year you get killed and you can't take the loss. That's still not right. So, right. I guess so we do still, the returns. We're looking yeah, good. Good. Go I would say, I guess I'm still a little confused. Like someone like me, like, okay, I go out to the world series of poker this summer. I have a full-time job, Barcelona sports, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. full-time job. I go out to the world series of poker this summer and I lose 20 K in buy-ins. Yep. It's time to file taxes. I'm not a professional poker player. What do I write that 20k off against? Like well, only only gambling winnings. So if you have so if zero, I have zero winnings and I lose and you, 20k, it's lost. It's just, okay. That's what I figured. Like it's I'm not writing that off against anything. Correct. Okay. Correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be yeah. Because the IRS would yeah. Everybody would say I went to Borgata and lost twenty thousand. Exactly. And, exactly. So they would never allow that. But they you can always write off all your losses against gambling winnings and gambling winnings only. So if I if I go deep, Bitcoin income or W two income only against winnings. So if someone goes deep in a tournament, you know, makes a hundred k and then loses nineteen k in buy-ins elsewhere, you you report your profit there. Correct. Got it. So so if I was a the net for the net just after that tournament for the whole year for the whole year, yes. Yeah. So so in a state like Pennsylvania, if I were to win a hundred thousand dollars playing poker, but I also lost ninety thousand dollars, I would still need to claim myself as a professional gambler, or else I am going to have to pay on those winnings. Well, still, just state well. So federal, federal, you could still write off the ninety k in losses. Okay. It's just Pennsylvania is going to have an issue. So you would have to file as a professional to get through the Pennsylvania tax. You know, yeah, that's when we to take the losses. Or because then technically I'm like Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm losing money for losing. 
because he played in California. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to weigh it too, you know, because you know, these returns were difficult because you got to weigh the state tax, what their rate is, you know, things like that. But but I think as as sports betting becomes more the norm national line, I think the states will have to, you know, they'll have to change their ways and allow the losses. Yeah, a lot of people are getting pissed off. Well, I mean, yeah, why would you want to go right? Why would you want to go to a state where they're gonna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you can't write your losses off. You know, that I mean, if if a state like Pennsylvania is clearly, you know, pretty pro gambling, so if they're going to be pro gambling, correct, then they should be, you know, should really allow the full gamut of a hundred, a hundred percent. You know, we run this in, we run this instance with the people who come to WSOP from foreign countries. So I don't know if you know how that works, but there's tax trees between the U.S. and some countries. Okay, the main ones that don't are Brazil and Canada. Okay. So if you made a trip all the way out here into the World Series of Poker and you were from Brazil and you won 100000 they're taking 30% right off the top, okay? You can file for a refund and get it all back, which we do. It'll take you a year to two to get your money, okay? So that person has to weigh coming here that they're only going to make 70% because the other 30% is going to take you two years to get. Brazil, I get, but Canada? Really? Canada, yeah, yeah, that's why a bunch of a lot of Canadians don't always come to the World Series. Right, never plays it for a while, and that's yeah. that's the reason because of thirty percent. Now, you know, most of the countries from UK and France and things like that, there's treaties, so they don't they're not subject to the thirty percent. Hmm. As long as they have an as long as they have their ITIN number and a passport, whatever, then so, they don't take the tax. So back. I actually had a, a pretty interesting. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to mess up the specifics of it, but an interesting situation in. Uh, 2012 i think mm-hmm. out in vegas i i was four-handed in a tournament at uh caesars and one of the players was yep. was french yep and we were making a deal and i think fourth I, I i forget what it was but basically he he leveraged his tax his yeah. uh his tax treaty to uh to try to you know squeak out a little bit more money because it was wasn't helping because he wasn't paying tax on it right because he wasn't paying taxes on it and he knew that if we were paid out more we would owe more taxes that's what I, that's remember that's how we first got into a dark to our friend at the yeah. 250 buy and that's exactly so that's why you know it's it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting niche that we have you know because every situation is different um but yeah things like that happen all the time so you know wsop you know if there wasn't that thirty percent tax, I'm sure there'd be a gajillion more players that would come, you know. But if you know your thirty percent is going to be right off the top, you might go, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah, it's not I mean, that's why. I, I mean, it's not it's not the same percentage, but that's why I I really stopped traveling to California to play. To oh, play that's like the state tax right up. Yeah, I think I don't. And, I think it was like seven and a half percent. I don't yeah, know if it still is. And but I, I cashed a the Bay one hundred one there one one year and. Mm-hmm. They just they, yep. They took it right out. This yeah. is just one big uh, Jake Bragg episode, huh? Yeah, that's my that's my only real uh, experience with negative tax BS. Right, but I mean, in, question: in, you can still file. You can still file to get that refund if you show the losses. It just takes time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, question from Daniel: I don't make enough to. Oof, this is a lot of words. I don't make enough to not take the standard deduction, but that means I can't generate a W2G. I can't deduct my losses. I don't know if that made sense to you. Um, is there any way to lower my tax bill and still take the standard deduction? 
I follow as a professional. Yeah, follow as a professional. You take the losses against your schedule C, you get your income if you have a W2G and you get the benefit of the losses on schedule C plus the standard deduction. So as an amateur, the answer is no. Yeah, correct. He can always call me and I can explain to him. But yeah, I mean, if you the only way to take your standard deduction plus your other losses, if you have W2Gs, is file as a professional. Yes, we should plug uh, your, like, your company, PokerCPA.com. Yeah, PokerCPA.com. Conler and Associates is the name of the company. Our website is PokerCPA.com. Um, and you said we, are, are spe- we specialize in poker players and gamblers and now becoming big into sports betting taxes. You know, we get a lot of questions, you know, legality and how am I supposed to pay? Should I, and a lot of a lot of people we've been getting have been making a substantial amount of money in sports betting. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to uh, even with poker players. Um, we do advise our poker players in the years they're winning to, to pay estimated taxes. Uh, that's another question we haven't discussed, but you should pay tax uh, on your income. Um, it's hard, you know, because the variance you could win in March and never win another tournament the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to like, hey, you're, when you win, you should probably send something. At least you have it in. Okay. Um, so, but we advise in that also. But yeah, our, our, we specialize in uh, in gamblers, and it's um, it's a as I said, every situation mm-hmm. is is different and you know we find out a lot of cpas don't really know what we know um we you know we have an accounting booth down at the world series of poker i know you know for, for you know for the six eight weeks there and we got a lot of cpas who come to us and go oh i have no idea because it's amazing though what you talk about people come to me and say my cpa didn't take losses i'm probably amending 10 returns right now that we got this week that the cpas and accounts never took losses but your first question of the interview <laughs> can you take losses yes losses. Yes, we lose quite often. <laughs> I would say ninety-eight percent of people yeah. this do not win. You know, and you know, in my, you know, I, you know, I have a theory too. Sometimes I'll get people who win five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, um, and they'll say, "Well, I don't know what I made." Okay, because I didn't keep perfect records. Well, you can easily write off five or six hundred thousand of losses against the wings and show zero. Your chance of being audited will probably go up by showing that. If you show some profit, we'll advise you to show something just to show you have a profit, and then their chance of order go down. You know, but I, I would probably say, yeah, a major, major percentage of our people on gambling wins are showing net to zero. Are texts kind of just throwing a dart and trying to get close? Like, do, is there? It just seems like everything's a guess and estimate. It, like, how closely does the IRS really take out their you know microscope and look at? Well, it, it, it no, just seems no, like it's so impossible and so imperfect. Well, you're, yeah, it is. It, and it's an imperfect system. The problem is, is, if you look at statistics, if your income is under a certain level, your chance of being audited are 1%. There's ninety nine percent Yeah, 99% chance you won't. The minute you add a Schedule C, maybe as a professional gambler, or you have a con, you know a concrete business and you're on Schedule C and you show a $100,000 loss, Okay. Chance of going to order probably go up to two, two and a half percent. So there's still 98% chance you're not going to get audit. And believe me, audits are not as pain in the neck as they once were. Um, there's not a lot of in-person visits now. And a lot of them are just by mail, actually. Um, so as long as you, you know, we, we guide our players through audits if there is. But as you said, it's an imperfect system. The IRS wants you to declare income and you've made it. And I you know what? I just I think in gambling they they know that there's probably not big monies they're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
But if you, you know, if you want to five, you know, if you go to Bobby's room and you win 200,000 plain cash, you put that in your bank account and you don't declare it. And if you get audited for something else and now they see a $200,000 deposit in your bank account, you're going to have a lot of questions to answer. So, but yeah, as I said, it's an imperfect system. Um, the IRS is trying to wrap their hands around, but I think, I think they'll more get more into Bitcoin, I think, even than, than gambling. But as sports betting becomes legal everywhere, that could be another source of income from them. That's why they are doing the things with the 1099s, with PayPal and everything. They want, they want people to report their income. And yeah, Isn't that like if you get more than $500 Venmo or PayPal transfer, they, yeah, they report now, it? Now PayPal is like 20,000 transactions. Oh, okay. 20, but they want to lower that to 600. That seems impossible. That's but like that, paying rent. You but know? that's only that's only that's only for profit business transactions, right? No, but any any transaction in any transaction. Okay. Yeah. But I got yeah, I mean, I I mean in theory, they want to do that in casinos for slot winnings. <laughs> They're gonna lower that to six hundred, which is more paper and paper and paper. So as I said, I that's why you know the IRS matches up your brokerage statements and make sure you report interest and dividends because they're trying to find unreported income. But go back. It's a 98% chance you won't get audited. So our job as CPAs is to say, hey, you know, I have no problem doing the returns on your numbers, but on my expertise, maybe you might want to do this a little differently, you know? Because I'll get a pro gambler say, hey, I made 100000 but I spent 100000 in meals and entertainment. Okay? You put that down, you probably get audited. Okay? <laughs> so it's it's a fine line on a lot of from us on how to, you know, show the proper return. Well, thank you for your time. If uh, you're listening to this and you have no idea what to do with your taxes, pokercpa.com. I, I mean, when I listen back to this, I assume I'll understand like 3% of Jake, seems, yeah, never... Jake seems to understand a lot more than I did. <laughs> yeah, we, well, when you have winning. I file as a professional gambler. I've, I've had, had to do it since uh, 2008. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, we never, you know, we never charge for calls or emails. So um, uh, you can either send us an info. Um, I'm Ray Conler, you know, our, so my emails are Conler at ConlerCPA.com. Um, we never charge for calls or emails. So any assistance that we can give, we'd be glad, we'd be glad to do it. We're down at the World Series the whole summer with our accounting booth. And uh, we'll go to a couple other places. We've been to Seminole this year and places like that. So right. No, it's we really like to educate, you know, because it's a, you know, as I said, it's a, it's an area that I think there's a lot of misunderstandings of what can be taken, and um, you know, Gary and I love, we love doing this. So anybody we can help, we'd be glad to assist. You plan any events this summer? Um, I play, I, I, you know, I, I get cards. I don't participate much because I don't, you know, Mike, I need a, I need a, I need a game where Jack Two is a good hand. Um, <laughs> I don't get, I played this, yeah, I played a couple. I played like seniors and stuff like that. And I just don't get the cards enough, but you know, I started to take a lot of lessons from my pros and how to learn how to play without the cards and use my old die image, you know, with the gray hair, but um, you know, we'll play, we we'll, play we'll, we'll play in a few, not good enough for the main event, but um, that'll be, that'll be there soon. Unless Gary gets me as a father's day gift or Jake, something. Jake might have to swap coaching for taxes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyway, I can help any of you guys to, you know, don't hesitate to ask. Well, hopefully people hit you up. I'm sure they will. Hopefully right. not just for free advice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, we're, you know, we're here to, we're here to help. Appreciate it, man. And we'll see you out in Vegas. Uh, okay. Yeah, please. Stop by. for the full summer. We'll, we'll, I'll be there. We'll be there every single day. Awesome.
Awesome. Thank, thank you, Ray. Ray. No, we appreciate your time. Thank you. We love you guys. And yeah, it's, um, you know, anyway can help. Don't hesitate. Thank you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. They they honestly just want to help. Like if anybody has any questions for them or or just like, hey, is my CPA fucking me here? Yeah. Like they'll they'll get back to you. They'll answer like for free. So take advantage, take advantage of that. If you want them to do your taxes, like they know more than anybody for gambling purposes, what exactly to do. They honestly just want to help. They're great people, which I mean, it's honestly doing God's work in this business. We got a lot of questions on Instagram for them. Uh, I, I, he answered a lot on his own. I tried to go through. Yeah, and I think I could. think they're doing pretty it's... well for themselves too, especially with like the sports gambling stuff. And like he wasn't going to say anything illegal, but I, I, I'm interested in like you know you you play five ten at the Bellagio and you take home your chips. Like they don't give you a tax form at the cage. You can just keep all that shit in cash, not put in your bank account, and you can't technically get taxed on it. It's well, when you put in your bank. No, I mean they keep a record though at the Bellagio of, of your of your chips. Not yeah, like the the twenty five k chips. Those are all are all tracked, not just like your normal Sunday grinder. From what I got from it, the risk is getting audited. Yeah, the risk is not worth it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you get audited, and then then you know, if you don't, I'm so anti-tax. I'm so anti. Like Smitty, you just did the thing with Big T. Like, what should be laws or whatever. Hey, it was one one. Get rid of income taxes. Okay, Big T. I think taxes are like the most un-American thing we do. We're all about capitalism, and you know, picking yourself up by your bootstraps. The second you do that, they just tax. What do you mean? You're just. You're okay. just not you're just not rich enough to exactly. to, to exploit the tax yeah. laws. Exactly. If Donald Trump is paying $72 in taxes last year and I'm paying what <laughs> I'm paying this year, there's something wrong with the fucking system. There yeah. just is. And I, I'm fine, I'm fine with taxes. I, I it's the way that they're used is why aren't you fine with taxes? As like a as they tax as like every a, paycheck, an they idea. tax you for like buying a house, they tax you for everything you want to do and then you pay taxes again in Nate, the do you realize so that you this is an american problem you go to fucking denmark you pay yeah probably like 30 40 50 percent of your paycheck in taxes but you get everything else for free you go to the hospital you're taking care of for free you go to college for free everything's for fucking free don't get me started we get on tax and you have to pay shit Health insurance, you pay a hundred whatever dollars per paycheck. If if I sprain my ankle and need an MRI, oh, that's five k out of pocket. Like, yeah, and we're the only country in the need. world where that's an issue. I, health, health insurance, health insurance is another beast. I, I I'm not on board with with most of the tech. Like I I I'm pro tax while being like anti a little bit anti like the uses of it. But I mean, health insurance is just. Oh, uh, we could spend hours and hours. It's outrageous. Oh, the you want to pay? Oh, you want to pay seven hundred dollars a month? For, okay, we'll we'll cover you for everything. Just kidding. You have to spend three thousand dollars, and once you spend three thousand dollars in in a calendar year, 
we'll cover everything. Nope, just kidding again. We'll only cover half. <laughs> the fact that there are people in America who need to choose to, to get healthy or have their lives saved or lose their house is fucked up. Dude, GoFundMe fucked is up. like people people just pray that their GoFundMe goes viral so they can like get yeah. their child a kidney transplant. It's bananas. Yeah. And yeah, like uh, we're complaining as like three people who are well off, like relative to the rest of the country. Of course. I'm complaining on behalf no, of the uh, yeah, com- yeah, I'm not complaining on myself. I know. I mean, it's I know. a fucked up system that people have to go through that. They have to make those decisions. It, it, it's it, fucked up. And dental it doesn't even isn't even included in health insurance. It, it just nothing makes sense. Like the whole system is flawed. I there's a scene in the big short where Steve Carell's character, he's just angry on the phone. He's just like, I hate the system. And his wife is like, won't you get out of it? And he's just like, because I fucking hate them. And he wants to stick it to the system. That's me. But like, I just Steve Carell's also making a billion dollars in that. Everything's fraud, though. Everything. That's what his line. He's like, everything's fraud. Like every single thing that we see, watch the Bertie Madoff documentary on Netflix now. It's just like every, there's a guy at the very beginning who, or maybe it's Madoff. I, I was really high. I wasn't paying that close attention. He's just like, the world is, oh, it is him. It's like, why did you do it? He's like, I did finance for 30 years. Everybody's greedy. Everything's fraud. It's just, it, it's just, and then it blows up and they bail out the banks and then you start all over again. So Airline, keep, keep giving those people more power. That's what, that's what's going to help. Everything's for all. I hate it. I hate the entire. Try to book a flight six months from now from San Jose to Green Bay. Somehow every every seat is already booked unless you want to pay another $70. Just book any flight on any airline six months from now. Everything's somehow already taken. It Everything is just out to get you. And I don't know. Thank God we all have incomes. I don't know how people... Like single mothers, I don't know how anybody does oh, it. I, I, I just I mean, have no idea. And I think you're outrageously underrating Wisconsin in August. Well, yeah, or yeah, <laughs> I mean, I might move home. I fuck this apartment. The birds are just loud as fuck. No, no, Nate, Nate, what you're gonna do is you're gonna grind it out in Vegas this summer, and you're gonna win a lot. You're gonna take care of yourself and all of us. I come mean, on up, come on up to the Catskills. You can, uh, you can help your garden. Home. With his caretaking duties, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna harvest your crops. Vegas though this summer, I put together a spreadsheet of every event, 3K freeze out and under, uh, including overlapping events. So like if you make day two of the 800 deep stack, you might not be able to play the 1500 the next day, and it came out to a perfect 50K in buy-ins, <laughs> including the main event, 10K main, but using max bullets for every event. So like eight bullets in the $300, three mil guaranteed, like blah, 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 four bullets and millionaire maker, whatever the hell that is. How high were you on 3G when you did this spreadsheet? Perfectly sober, actually. Okay. Um, 50K in total buy-ins. It's, let's see, how many events? It is 16 events. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so if, if I sold 50%, that's 25K for me, 25K for the investors. And then I would just have to find a place to live out there. So that's probably another 10K for a couple months, including food and all that stuff. Um, I actually found an apartment walking distance to WSOP, and it's for June 1st to July 8th. It's like $6,300. And it's two bedrooms, two bathrooms. If anybody wants to split it with me, um, and then you can just move no. it into the then you can move it into the flamingo again. 
I can't. Like, I know this place has a kitchen, which I can't just eat uh, the Mexican place in the basement of the Flamingo for every meal. <laughs> I can't do that again. So I'm looking at it. If if there's any uh, investor out there who wants a lifetime of free ads and you have 25K burning a hole in your pocket, boy, am I your guy. I mean, you should put it on Steak Kings or something. Well, I'd preferred like... I uh, thought we were a Pocket Fives broadcast. I'd Didn't prefer... they shut, shut it down? Oh, what? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, maybe, maybe, maybe... Pocket I'd... Fives is now Steak Kings. Oh. Right, okay. They Ari got bought out. Neat. The cheapest man in the world, Josh Ario, he wants to play a million-dollar PLO buy-in, uh, changed it from Pocket Fives to Steak Kings. <laughs> Just be nice. <laughs> what, what, what in there is not... Factual. I. It's like George Costanza, like trying not to lie. It's like, yeah, you, you, you might be factual, but just yeah, be nice. The cheapest man in the world. Check wants to play million dollar PLO buying game. Check his name is Josh Arie. Check and he changed pocket five to the state kings. Check. Uh, not state kings. Uh, poker stake. That that's pokerstake.com, Not state kings. But Josh, think- if you want to sponsor me for the summer, I'm yeah. all ears. Yeah, we'll uh, want to after that. Or if anybody wants free to- advertising. Oh, you know what? I was I was going to make like a mincy joke towards the end of that, <laughs> saying like, "Oh, he would have contributed a lot to this show," like sarcastically. Mint actually has a deal with the IRS from his winnings in like 2011. He didn't report, and he got audited, and he has to pay like 600 hours a month to the IRS, and he's been doing it ever since. <laughs> What a guy. What a life. Living his best life. So yeah, I, I Jake, what are your thoughts on me grinding the entire 3K and under WSOP schedule? Go for it. Why oh, not? other big thing. Uh, I know I've made this promise for three years. I am in the process of learning how to do YouTube. So we will have a YouTube channel sooner than later. What's weighing you not to do it? Not YouTube. The, the oh, not the to summer. do the whole summer? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were asking about YouTube, too. Uh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't think I'm good enough. But you you never know until you try. What if you I, never started a blog because you're just like, ah, yeah. you know, I'm not good enough. Well, that's why I want to start this YouTube. I want to do weekly Nate Gets Better at Poker with a professional video. Yeah, that's, well... It's Smitty gets better at poker. Well, both of us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dueling videos. Did you or... see? Did you did you see the clip I I, I made with the cracking Aces logo in the yeah, middle? Yeah, that's great that... Photoshop. Where? Yeah, you think that's gonna fly? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put it up. No, you think that's gonna fly with 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 the with the brass with the pen? Should. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't. It's just a, a random poker site, right? There's no advertising for any other site. Should. Yeah. So I'm learning YouTube. I want to make a weekly. I get better at poker video series and then vlog the entire WSOP. Should I choose Smitty? The reason I wouldn't do it is I don't think I'm good enough at poker and I don't, I didn't, I don't have equity in Barstool. So I got $0 payout from the sale. So I don't have money. Okay. Like, yeah. I, yeah have, I have Bitcoin fair. and I have like investments. Um, maybe luckytrader.com will pay out. I don't know, but I'm thinking about it. it I, if I can sell 50% and I don't know. Hey, when that bonus hits tomorrow, you're a fifth of the way there. Yeah, seriously. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. One, because it won't even be the full 25K because of overlapping events. 
And two, like, why not? I don't have a wife or kids. Well, that's that's where I I suggest. But I have to work really hard at poker from now until then. Otherwise, of course. But that was one of my bucket list things ever since the boom is is to go out there for an entire summer. If I had if I had the funds even to do it minimally, there's no way I can do it now. There's just no five years ago would have been better, though, because everybody's good now. Well, I guess it's WSOP. I don't know. Are people too good? People are pretty good, but there are still plenty of yeah. very, very bad people. Well, you owe me a coaching for my last five birthdays. So that's five hours of 10-minute videos each, five hours. That's what, three 300 minutes? That's 30 videos right there, Jake. So let's go. Can't wait. What's your next event, Jake? That's a great question. Someone asked me that the other day. I, I didn't have an answer. <laughs> I saw Turning Stone is having the, the circuit event. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go up upstate New York in February. Let's do a trip. <laughs> I mean, uh, how far can I be from it right now? I want to look. Oh, you're pretty clear in the Catskills. Yeah, but it's like southwestern Catskills. I, I would guess it's still two two hours. Not bad though. Let's let's plan a trip somewhere. <clears throat> uh, Philly like, had Philly like had a run good s- event or something. Two and a half hours. Philly had a uh, six hundred uh, five hundred k guaranteed last week. All that. I mean, they're. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot at the next one next month. Um, yeah, I'll do like a run good event. Tana, well, there's a uh, there's a circuit in uh, St. Martin's at the end of March that I that would be, be cool. Fun. That would be cool. Um, go there again and not play any live poker. <laughs> yeah. Rampage is over in Paris, bitching about everything. If you Seems follow. like it's a shit show there. Looks awful. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing because there's incredible demand, but it's bad because it doesn't seem like they're prepared. The venue's prepared for it. Hmm. And there's all these like weird uh, like gambling laws in Paris, apparently. Yeah, they rake 100 euro per pot or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. People are like, you know, they they play favorites and I mean, they probably do that at a bunch of casinos everywhere. But yeah, so it playing cash games, he was on the list and like locals kept getting put in the games before him. And that happens everywhere. That's not just that just there. sounds like a like one of your classic semi private game in a casino where you can get on the list, but you'll never get in the game. Yeah, that ha- I mean, that happens in the United States. That happens everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anything else? <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh. I'm done. I'm toast. General Spank, though, Thursday or Friday, we'll be streaming. Keep it going. Let's go. I'm out of money on ACR. If anybody wants to these. donate, cracking aces with two A's on ACR. Accepting Bitcoin. I'm accepting uh, transfers straight to my account. So I have something to do this weekend. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's the show. Well, best of luck. Hey, God bless. Episode yeah. 179. See you guys. See you. Bye now. <laughs> oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh. 
that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval.